Welcome to the Not A Mommy Yet podcast. I'm your host, Natalie Fay. I started the Not A Mommy Yet blog and this podcast because I've always known I want to be a parent one day, and you might be listening because you feel the same. You may have also heard people with kids say things like, I wish I had known this before I had kids, or I wish I had done that. Hearing those comments made me think about the parts of my life I want to spend more time focusing on before I have kids in ways that will benefit me as a parent. So I started a list of people who can teach me about health, money, relationships, psychology, and more, and started interviewing them, and this podcast was born. Whether you plan to have kids or not, I think you'll find something interesting in this podcast for you. I hope you enjoy, subscribe, and maybe even share it with a friend. Thank you so much for listening. Danielle, thank you so much for being on the Not A Mommy Yet podcast. Excited. Um, so obviously, congratulations. I'm so excited for you that you're pregnant. Yay. <laughs> thank you. Um, and I obviously want to talk all about that. But first, we'll talk a little bit. I would love to talk about your career and your wellness brand. Yes. Um, so you have the Beauty Blender. Mm-hmm. When did you start that? I started the Beauty Blender eight years ago. Okay. feels like forever ago. Um, I had started another blog. It was an interior design blog. And basically, I started that. It was called Cute, Quaint, and Cozy. And (laughs) it was basically because I had just moved into a new place and I really liked decorating. So I just Mm -hmm. wanted to blog about it. But then at that same time, I became an esthetician. I went to beauty school. Oh, okay. And so I started kind of writing about, like, skincare, and it didn't really make sense with my blog. Mm-hmm. So I started the Beauty Blender. Nice. And okay. it was just kind of anything I wanted to write about. And people on Facebook would be asking me, like, what skin cleanser should I use? What should I use for, you know, oily type of skin? Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, like, people are coming to me for this, so I think I have something. That's so awesome. the Beauty Blender. Yeah, and that's the best way to know that you're ready to, I think, start something when people are seeking out advice from you, right? Exactly. Um, did you, were you always into like beauty in high school and things like that? Cause I know for me, I got into wellness later in high school, mm-hmm. but before that it wasn't really a part of my life. Yeah. Um, so for you kind of, what was that like? You know, it turns, it was like really beauty. And then what happened is I, um, I was going through like a really bad breakup and I danced my whole life. And so I started yoga, mm-hmm. which I actually hated when I first did yoga for the first time. Okay. And, but what I was, it was this like smooth transition where I was like, okay, I'm in this beauty world, but it's all chemicals and facial peels and all this, you know, all these ingredients that are not organic and clean. And I wanted to work with people a little bit more in depthly. Like I wanted to be like, oh, do you live a stressful life or, you know, like, tell me about your lifestyle a little right. bit. Are you stressed? Are you drinking enough water? What's your diet like? And in that field, they weren't really ready for it. So I went into the yoga world just because personal reasons. Like, I needed, like, a zen space because mm-hmm. I was going through this breakup. Mm-hmm. And what I found was was that all of these yogis had amazing skin. And that's because they were all treating their bodies right. And right. they were treating themselves great. Right. And so I was like, that's, I think, where I really got into the wellness world. And I was like, okay, I'm onto something here. Definitely. And so then I really went into yoga and kind of combined yoga and beauty into one, which is, you know, wellness overall. Right. Yeah. And is that how Kuchio Somatology was born? That is how Kuchio Somatology. <laughs> I love how we're just perfectly merging this all together. Yeah. Um, yes. And that was how Kuchio Somatology was born. And luckily it just, you know, I kind of just followed my passions and kind of followed my heart in a sense where I was like, this just makes sense. Mm-hmm. And, um, 
I got yoga certified. That's how much I fell in love with yoga. <laughs> and um, I went with it and kind of closed the door a little bit on the skincare world and basically started teaching private clients like right after my certification. And my clients would be asking me like, oh, how do I clean my yoga mat? Or, you know, what, like while they're in half pigeon, I'm massaging their, you know, shoulders. And they're like, oh, what are you using on my shoulders? And it was like some lotion concoction I made up. Yeah. And so, you know, mixing oils and they just like always loved everything. And basically I was like sending them tall foods to go buy a product sometimes. And I'm like, Man, like, why should I should make my own? Like, why yeah. don't you make my own products? I don't even know a great yoga mat cleaner. So that's how Cuchio Somatology was born. That's so cool. Yeah. And I know your dad was in the beauty industry, right? Yes. So was he helpful in that creation of that business? Yes. Uh, he and my mom um, really have helped me so much. I don't know if I'd be able to do it without them. Uh, they've been so supportive, but they've been in the beauty industry for 35 years. Okay. So we have two warehouses in Valencia, and it's kind of been always, like, a thing that they're like, you're going to go into the family business. Right. And uh, my sister's a doctor, and she lives in New Jersey, so that wasn't her future, which mm-hmm. is fine. <laughs> and so my thing was, like, they're, my parents, um, they make, like, artificial nail product or, like, artificial nails, nail polish, everything that has to do with nails. Okay. Um... And that wasn't really my passion. So I'm like, I don't know about the nail thing, but how can I maybe make this work at the same time? And when people started to ask me how what products I, I was using, I was like, wait a minute. I have – wait, I manufacture – my parents manufacture products for over 35 years. I'm like, what? <laughs> so I basically put that together and, yeah. So they, they've been so supportive, so supportive. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, and then in addition to yoga, you know, like taking care of yourself and doing all that great stuff. I know you like creating vision boards mm-hmm. and you do the vision board workshop. Mm-hmm. I've definitely made one or two in my life, but I've never really been consistent with it. Yeah. Um, what got you into making vision boards? So I started teaching a class called Yoga Booty Ballet, which you've mm-hmm. been to. I've been to it. I love it. It's amazing. <laughs> and it is amazing. It's hard. It is, it is hard. It's, it's a very a great good class. sweat. Yeah. Uh, it's really fun. Yeah. Uh, but so basically I started um, – when I was in college, I went to UCLA, and I wanted to lose weight. Like, you know, you're freshman 15. Mm-hmm. So – I drove by the studio, I heard blasting music, and I was like, what the heck is that? Um, I started taking classes. I got certified in that, too. My parents probably were like, what is my daughter doing? (laughs) She's all over the place. And I was. I was the same way. (laughs) It's kind of like, I like this, and I like this, and I like this. Yeah, just doing what you like. Just following. I mean, I was like 20 years old. Like, whatever. I'm 21. Like, it's fine. Um, So... That studio, the owner of the studio was like, you need to get certified to be this instructor. And in this class, you do intention setting, as you know, and you set intentions. um, An intention is something that you want to basically make happen in your life or Mm -hmm. if you want, you know, more love or whatever it is. Um, And this owner of the studio also would do these vision board workshops. And I went to it, I think it was 2013 or 2012. Mm -hmm. And... um, I just was like, this is so cool. Mm -hmm. And it was just you, we literally just like sprawled out on the floor, took magazines, took pictures of like, or had pictures of our family and friends and just kind of put together this whole board. And then what I started to see happen was like a lot of it would actually come to reality. 
And then I was like, oh, this wasn't just like some fun Sunday afternoon little thing. Like this is actually, there's something to this. Mm -hmm. So I got really passionate about it and I just started to like watch myself like manifest these things in my life and just realizing like, oh, if you want something, you can make it happen. Yeah, it might take hard work and it might take like years of pulling your hair out, but like you can like really make things happen in your life. And so it's a matter of figuring out what it is you want, putting it out there and then working towards it. And then so I was like, I need to share this. I was like, I need to do this. I need to share this with the world every year. And the response is like amazing. So I usually do it like at my home this year. I'm going to be doing it. I think um, at like a local YMCA just to like make it a little bit more um, so I can like make it more accessible because I only do it once a year. Mm -hmm. So, um, but yeah, it's just like, it fills up so fast the workshop because people are just like, it's so cool. It's so fun. Yeah. I mean, I think it's the most important part about that is just being mindful and knowing what you want, right? Because we could have all these ideas, but actually sitting down, saying it out loud or putting it on paper, creating this vision board, that is the most integral like step, I think, yep. to actually see it Absolutely. come to fruition. Because if you don't take that time, then how are you going to really know what you want? Like, right. I just think it's like meditating. It's the same thing. Like if you're... When I meditate, sometimes, like, obviously I have this, like, perfect silence sometimes, but also sometimes I have, like, the best business ideas or mm-hmm. something pops up while I'm in Shavasana, while I'm in yoga. And I know that's, like, sometimes not really what you want, but at the same time, you do. Like, it's, like, almost, like, in the stillness, in the quiet, something pops up. And maybe it's something like, oh, you forgot to answer that email. But it's, like, <laughs> oh, shoot, I forgot to answer that email. Like, yeah. I need to answer that email. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which is, like, it's just kind of... um I don't know. It, it allows for space so you can hear things that you might have not been able to hear otherwise, basically. Right, right. So, I love that. Yeah. And I saw you put on your vision board that you would have a baby in 2018. So crazy. <laughs> or get pregnant. Get pregnant. Right. I yes. was like, well, it works either way. Yeah. It's either conceiving or have a baby. But um, yeah, and I made that, that board. So I've kept the same board from when I did that 2013 or 2012, whatever year it was my first board. Oh, wow. So I, cause I just, it was, it was a good board. Like I really took time on it. So I, um, now I just like peel things off that are irrelevant now and then like put things that I like, you know, so I you're like new things. editing and adding. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. So I definitely recommend people to do that because you yeah. spend a lot of time on it and maybe some things will change. Some things might not change. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just think it's, yeah, it's like a work in progress. And yeah, I put that on my freaking board. That's amazing. Which is crazy. I um, didn't realize until I had forgot about it, to be honest. I So I put the year I would get married, and I got married that year. <laughs> and I had just met Tyler when I made this board and this timeline. Some people are like, I don't want to make a timeline. That's too freaky. And I'm like, I get it. But I'm the type of person. I like it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm the person. same I'm like, this is the year I'm doing this. This is when I'm doing this. And I think it's kind of cool to do it because um, it kind of sets you, like, on a path. Mm-hmm. But um, basically, I put 2018 boy. I didn't just put 2018 baby number one. I put 2018 boy. And then I put 2021 girl. Aww. So we'll see about the girl. But <laughs> I literally said last year, we'll see about the boy in the in the 2018. And I mm-hmm. said that in my vision board workshop last year. So it's just crazy that, like... Now I believe it 10 times more. Of course. Yeah. Like I got chills because I was, we found out two weeks ago that we were having a boy and I called Tyler on my way home from work one day. I was like, 
I need you to check my vision board. Like, I, I swear I remember putting boy, like yeah. writing boy. <laughs> and I'm like, why was I surprised that I was, that I have, that I'm having a boy? Like, why yeah. was I so surprised? Yeah. So it's crazy. Um, but obviously, like, we know, and you shared this on your blog, yes. that it wasn't the most seamless path getting no. here. No. So when you went off birth control, it was last June or July? When was it? It was last July. So not. 2018 it was 2017 right right yeah so um was that you get just like getting prepared or were you trying to get pregnant right away like what was that and what was it like going off birth control for you yes so I went off birth control because I think I had heard some people like having a hard time not going off birth control, but like getting regular periods. Like mm-hmm. I had a, I had a close friend who was actually pregnant at the time and she was like, just go off birth control sooner than you would actually want to because she's like, I didn't have a normal period for like at least nine months. Mm-hmm. So I didn't even know what that meant. I mean, obviously I know you need to ovulate and get your period in order to get pregnant, but I didn't know how important that is mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. how um, timely when you're conceiving how everything is on time Mm -hmm. and, um, based on time. And so I just thought, okay, let me go off of this. Um, let me go off birth control. And I had seen a doctor at the time and the doctor was like, well, um, if you don't get your period back, he just like jumped to metformin. He was like, if you don't get your period back, just so you know, this might take a while. And also if you don't get your period back, like normally, like right away, which is very common, he's like, I can put you on metformin, which will help to regulate things. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm like, I'm not going to have a problem. Like, it's going to be fine. I had a normal period when I was 13. Like, why is this going to be an issue? So um, did you go on birth control for what? Why did you go on birth control? Initially? When I was... 15 or 16, I had a boyfriend and I was just very paranoid. And my parents were just like, you have a serious boyfriend now for like a year or two. So you didn't go on for any other health reasons. It was just for that. Okay. So that's good to know. Yeah. Yeah. My parents were like, you're going on that. (laughs) And so so I did. Uh Um, And yeah, I mean, and I didn't, when I went on birth control, I did try different like pills. Like one didn't work. I had like blood for two weeks. I don't know if that's related. I have no idea. They didn't even say, they say, oh, well, they said you might need more estrogen or you need whatever. And I took Yasmin, which is actually one of like the worst birth controls yeah. I think for you. Um, I took Yasmin from 15 to basically 29. So it's a long time. Wow. Yeah, it's a really long time. So do I, so anyway, so yes, that was the whole birth control. And once I went off of the birth control, I mm-hmm. felt fine. I actually felt better. Yeah, me too. I just went off right? of it. Right? Yeah. You feel like so good. How long have you been off of it? Um, six weeks. Amazing. Yeah. I felt like more energetic. Um, I felt lighter. Lighter. Yeah. Like my skin clear, like every, it was just better. Yeah. Everything was better. I'm yeah. so happy I did. I read a book called The Woman Code when I did it. Yes. And so I timed it perfectly, like just because I was obviously nervous about going off, but I wanted to learn about what foods I should be eating and ways to balance my hormones naturally. Mm-hmm. Um, I did talk to a doctor before I went off and th- it was like, I didn't want to go in and see one. So it was through the Oscar app. You can do like a 15 minute phone call and he's like, yeah, nice. you should be fine. I was like, okay, <laughs> okay, fine. I'll do it. Thanks. Yeah. And I did a consultation with someone from her group in mm-hmm. New York and, and she was like, just do it. I mean, I was on it for 10 years. So they were like, go off. Like, just go just off Just do now. it. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to have kids in a couple years from now, like, just exactly. go off Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And that's, 
I mean, so smart. So, so smart. <laughs> I mean, but yeah, you feel better. I mean, yeah. my skin, I think I broke out. I had really bad skin growing up. That's mm-hmm. actually why I went into skincare. Okay. And once I went on birth control, my skin cleared up. It was like, yeah, all of a sudden I had this perfect skin. So um, my skin did get worse when I went off birth control, but I was like, this is something that I can totally, I mean, I'll take it. It's definitely worth it for me right, to be right, right, yeah. So, yeah, that that's how I felt when I went off of it. But then one month went by, two mm-hmm. months went by, three months went by, four months went by, five months went by without a period. And I was just like, oh, the whole plan was to try to have a baby. And here we are trying, but I have no idea. I'm not ovulating. Like, I'm not. So it's just – so it was it – was, it was frustrating. Yeah. Because I, I think everyone in your mind, you're just like, oh, like, I'll go off of it and everything will be normal. Mm. I'm, I'm a healthy person. It'll be fine. You know, you just don't think. But birth um, control be, could be covering up so many issues that you don't even know that mm-hmm. you have. Mm-hmm. People, like, you know, we, we sometimes blame birth control for things that it was just preventing us from dealing with. Mm-hmm. Um, but totally birth control could cause issues too. So it's just you never right. really know. Right, and then here's this doctor saying, oh, I want to put you on metformin, another pill that's going to cover up right. something else. My whole thing was I wanted to fix whatever was Why you weren't getting a period. wrong with right. me. Like, let's level it out. I mean, I'm all about wellness. I'm all about eating healthy. I take probiotics every day. I take my vitamins. Like, I'm all about being healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, and here I am, uh, oh, I'm going off birth control, so then to take another pill? Mm-hmm. Like, no, that's not what I want to do. So... And yeah, it could have been covering up. I, and, and there really is, aren't a lot of ways to test your hormones. Like right. there aren't ways of like, you know, we tested things, but there was no answer to be like, oh, this is why you're not getting your period. Like there was just, there, they had no answer. Um, and that's frustrating. It was very frustrating. Yeah. And it was frustrating because I wasn't going to really specialist. I was just going to like a OBGYN mm-hmm. and, um, I had gone to a new OBGYN and he was just so like nonchalant and just kind of like, well, we'll just put you on this other pill. And it was like, I was like, oh, okay, what about like acupuncture? And he was like, sure, but mm." like they just want to put you on another pill. That's really what they want to do. That's the doctor's default and it's frustrating. And that's why I also really love that book, The Woman Code, because it's helping me be an advocate for myself too, to just be aware of scientifically what's going on. So I'm not on the doctor's level, but to just understand you know yeah. what's going on it Absolutely. really is helpful what's her name <clears throat> um the girl who wrote it uh Alisa Alisa Mitty. Yeah, yeah it's great yeah. and I always like watch her Facebook videos yeah 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 stuff. like yeah it's great so did you talk to your sister about this as you were going through it like what was her insight into what was going on she was like well you can wait longer and so I started acupuncture I think I think I waited you know what? I was about to take the metformin finally because it would it gone by almost six months without mm-hmm. a period, and I said, "I won't have a baby." Like we were ready, and so I said, "Okay." I had the metformin prescription upstairs, and I said, "Okay, I will take this January first, mm-hmm. two thousand eighteen." Like I was like, "Of course, this is just so me." Like just be like <laughs> New Year, like I'm just gonna do it on the New Year. Yeah. And I literally woke up January 1st, 2018 with my period. Oh, my God. Weird, right? It's so amazing. I know. Weird. Weird, 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 weird. <laughs> so many weird things like this happen in my life. Um, <laughs> but it was like, no, you're not going on that pill. So I was like, exactly. This is yeah. why I don't want to take another pill. To your pill. guns. Good. Exactly. 
didn't last, but we'll see. <laughs> but um, so I didn't take it. And then um, normal period. So yeah, I would call my sister. My sister is an OBGYN. She mm-hmm. lives in Jersey. So I would be calling her all the time. Let me just tell you, she got pregnant with both her kids on Clomid. What's that? Clomid. Oh, I'll go into all of this for you. <laughs> a lot of people don't know what it is. So there are a few medicines that you can take um, to regulate your period. You could do metformin, which is a lot more for diabetes or people who have um, diabetes. I think it lowers blood sugar or something. It's, it's really made for people who are diabetic. Mm-hmm. Um, there's something called Femara, which is actually for... I think it's something for breast cancer. Okay. And that was another one that he was recommending to me. And I was like, ah, oh, that sounds weird. And it was like, it's like, when you actually do the research, it's actually not that bad. It's not like, it's not like chemo or anything. It's not right. like that. And then there's, um. So is it for clomid. women going through breast cancer to regulate their period? No. Oh. It has nothing to do with that, I think. Oh. It's really like, yeah, it's like, I have to read more on it. No, but, but that's good to know. It's yeah. one of the options. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, what? I was like, I don't have breast cancer. I've not gone with it. I'm like, I don't, okay. Yeah. So then Femara was that one. And then the other one is Clomid, which is actually one of the most um, common medicines that they put you on to regulate your period. Okay. And, uh, so those were the three medicines. Metformin was the first one he said, and then he actually said Femara, and then another doctor. I went to another doctor, and they said Clomid. Mm-hmm. Um, so I switched doctors because that doctor called me one day, and he was just like so nonchalant. I could hear him eating. He was on his lunch break. I could hear him texting, mm-hmm. like <laughs> texting on his freaking phone. I'm just like, these people don't care. Like, I just don't feel cared for at all. So frustrating. Went to another doctor's office and... Sorry, there's a fly in here we're trying to get. Oh my God. It's fine, it's fine, it's fine. fine. We just spilled a little tea. It's okay. I do way worse things. It's fine. Hopefully we got the fly in the meantime. We're making this exciting for you guys. Okay, we're good. It didn't go Okay, good. So, um... So yeah, you didn't feel cared for, so which is so frustrating. For. Yeah, and that's what they're there for, and that's just not oh, what yeah. they're doing. Yeah. Well, they have so many patients, especially being in LA. We have such a it's such a big city. Yeah. Um, this doctor is one of, like, I'm not gonna say names, but he's he's a very popular doctor. Mm-hmm. Have many it, so popular that I was at lunch one day, and it was me and two of my friends or dinner, and there, she was like, "Who's your doctor?" And he, she was like, "Oh." He's my doctor, too. And I was like, that's who I'm going to. All three of us were, like, going to the same doctor. That's so funny. So it's it, it kind of explained things for me that he's, like, super busy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went to another doctor who said he was an OBGYN, but he also worked with infertility. It okay. was on his business card. So that's when I kind of started the Clomid thing. He told me to take Clomid, and I was like, okay. At this point, the acupuncture was – I was going to acupuncture. Mm -hmm. Acupuncture was regulating my period, but I was getting it maybe every four months. Okay. So not by much. Yeah. And I was just – I'm a businesswoman, and I am very – as much as I want to be healthy and all about wellness – I want things now and (laughs) I want things to happen. And if I, you know, I was turning 30 that year, this year, and um, 
I was really ready and I would like cry. I'd get so frustrated. Yeah, of course. Um, you know, like my mom in law would just be like, It'll happen, Danielle, just wait. Like Yeah. You know? So I went to this doctor and she was he was like, um, you know, honestly, you can keep doing your acupuncture, you can keep doing all this, but like I don't think you're gonna get pregnant for a few years. Like he's like he's like, I don't know if it'll be a year, I don't know if it'll be two, but he's like, You're really irregular. Not telling me why. Just like it's probably not Did they happen. do like an ultrasound and those sorts oh, yeah, of things? Oh yeah, everything looked normal. Everything looked normal. Really? Yeah, everything was normal. Wow. We did many ultrasounds, normal like egg count, everything was normal. So Interesting. even if it was like ty- like if it was something with Tyler, it doesn't matter because I wasn't ovulating. Right. So it just So yeah, so I gave in mm-hmm. and I took Clomid and and you said your sister also got pregnant. On That's what she got pregnant on. So both times. And were you on Clomid when you got pregnant? No. Oh, okay. So basically, I took Clomid, went to this doctor. Um, so just so you know, when you take these medications, um, there's a shot that you can take to time it. So you'll take the, you'll take the medicine. It's all timed. Everything is timed. You have to take the pills on certain days. You might have to take estrogen. You might have to take progesterone. It's all to build up to get you to ovulate. Okay. If you were so basically, they can put you on progesterone for I think ten days, and if you go off of it, you get a progesterone bleed, meaning that you're responding. Then that's when you go on the clomid. Okay. So, so that will drive you crazy within itself because right. everything is timed. You cannot miss a day. Yeah. You cannot like that. I swear that drives people who are doing any infertility stuff. It'll drive you crazy. Um. I be, I was one of those people. You know when you say like, oh, like I'm getting married, I'm not going to be bridezilla, and then you like become bridezilla. And it's like yes, like it's the same thing with this. Like if you're going through infertility, you're going to become like a crazy paranoid person mm-hmm. because you want something to happen so badly. Yeah, it's one of the best things in your life, like that can happen, and you want it so badly. Yeah. So you're going to do whatever, and you you need to, and it has to be timed for it to work. So right, that's it doesn't intense. it doesn't though. If I wasn't on this like crazy timed thing, like where I was like I need to get pregnant now, you know. You could wait it out, but that's why going off birth control early is the best thing ever. Just let it kind of happen and figure it out. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I know this is so – it's such a story, but it's, no, like, it's crazy. No, it's good to know, like, though, because I didn't even know about so these crazy. drugs and all of that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, so the drugs – it's very helpful because a lot of people don't know about it. Mm-hmm. And so um, really quick story about this doctor. I went to this doctor. Timing is everything. There's something you can get as an HCG trigger shot, mm-hmm. which basically they'll monitor you. When I was going to get ultrasounds to see, look at my follicles and the sizes, mm-hmm. I actually have my notes from when <laughs> I have my dominant follicle. Uh-huh. I wrote down what the size of my follicle was, when I should do my trigger. You have to do... Um, at 4.30 p.m. Look at this. I mean, it's insane. Side effects. Um... Permetrium after tonight, you have to take like a pill after, like it's this whole thing. So I, um, God, I wonder who like made that science. Like, it's crazy. That timing and everything. Freaking nuts. Yeah. Crazy person. No. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So, um, the HCG shot, I went in for an appointment. Ultrasounds were being done by a nurse. My doctor wasn't even doing them, Mm -hmm. he would look them over. I went in for an appointment for an ultrasound. My follicles, let's say, were 20 millimeters. You usually trigger around 
it could be anywhere from 18 to 26 millimeters okay. to basically trigger. And then within 36 hours after your trigger shot, you ovulate. It releases, or it's supposed to. So I went in for an ultrasound and something happened where they were telling me to get a shot at the wrong time. And it wasn't the nurse. It wasn't my doctor. It was the woman at the front desk. And she, I was about to hand her my credit card. And then I looked at my paper, this or whatever it was. And I was like, wait a minute. I'm not supposed to get that shot until day 13. It's day seven. So I'm like, can someone like get a doctor? Yeah. Like, I don't understand. She was like, oh, I'm so sorry. They were about to give me a shot that I didn't need. Oh my God. So I started crying. I was yeah. just like. It's the worst. Yes. Get it. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. Okay. We're still trying to get this fly. So. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, I started crying and then I saw another doctor there and I tried to see if he would talk to me like in between his patients. Mm -hmm. It's a practice. Like that's what they do. They help their other doctors out. And he was like, I'm sorry. I am in between patients right now. I can't help you. Like totally rude. I walked out like crying hysterically. He actually called me back and was like, I really am sorry. I didn't mean to like, I'm having a bad day. And I'm like, you just shouldn't talk to You think to you're like having that. a bad yeah, day? Yeah. Like, like, I was about to be shot up with something. Like, I don't know. Like, like no one's looking out for me. Like, yeah. you're, you guys are the doctors. I have to look at my calendar and my, you know, I'm already doing everything so timely. And, like, it was right. just so much. I mean, I own a business. Like, I, this is, that, it was consuming my life. Like, yeah. as if I didn't already have so much to think about. Right. So, at that point, I was like, I am leaving this practice. Yeah. So I went, and then I went to a specialist. Okay. Finally, I was like, no, I'm not doing this. <laughs> I was like, I'm already in it. I'm not going to stop. So I went to a specialist, and she was like, let's try another. She said, let's try Famara. And she just, it changed the whole game. Like, it was just, she was monitoring me. It wasn't just, like, a nurse monitor. She was it makes there such a difference. holding my hands. She was like, you're ready. You're not ready. I didn't even question anything she would say. Like, I would just be like, oh, you want me to trigger at this point with my follicles this side? Okay. This is what she does for a living. That's all she does for a living. Right, right. She does a lot of IVF. Um, and what actually got us pregnant was we did an IUI, which uh-huh. I thought was always like robot babies, but it's not. It's it's the same thing as getting pregnant in normal Exactly. Life. It's just yeah. making sure things get to the right place. Right. So. I know. I was thinking about it because you and I met like around the September 15th. You were pregnant. Yeah. It's so crazy. Yeah. And we were talking about it and you yeah. had no idea you were yeah. pregnant yet. Yeah. It's so crazy. It's so crazy. It's so <laughs> crazy. It is just so was I like waiting still? Yeah. Unless I didn't tell you, but I'm pretty sure oh, maybe, I'm pretty yeah. sure that I did not know. Yes, no, I didn't know because yeah. Yeah. I must have just taken my last we must have just done our IUI, like maybe or Yeah, because you mentioned to. you did it. Yeah. Yeah. Then that's what it was. That's so crazy. Yeah. So it's it was really nuts. It was our second IUI, but um yeah, it just I I think it just kind of ruled other things out mm-hmm. and just like made it happen. And um also I guess timing too. Like you just people go through I know someone who spent I think $500,000 or something on fertility over like 15 years in fertility, like IVF. And then finally she went off of it and she got pregnant. Like you hear these crazy, everyone would be like, oh, once you stop trying, Mm -hmm. it'll happen. 
Those are weird stories, but yeah, I have heard them before. <laughs> I don't get them either. It's just like, why? <laughs> but I, I mean, also think it's, it's nice good to it think didn't. that, but... Yeah. I think it's good it didn't happen with those doctors, though. I think you were, like, in much better hands and with the new doctor, and yeah. that's great. I loved her, and she's just, um, just super positive and uh, very caring and very sweet, and it just changed the whole game. I just totally. felt so cared mm-hmm. for and it's so sad that that's a rare thing. I know. I and feel my bad. dream is to like open a birthing center to help women should. through this because I think you should. It's it's a terrible you feel so alone. I have yeah. so many friends going through this right now. You feel so alone, you feel crazy, you feel paranoid. Mm-hmm. You feel like they just don't care and all you want to know is that someone can like tell you what to do or help you out or give you knowledge and um check in like I don't know like just be like how's it going like or, I'm a human yeah and I'm going through a really 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 hard time yeah like, just recognize that yeah. yeah like it's just and it's so invasive too I mean you're right. dealing with like you know yeah body parts or you're just like ugh. you know it's just and then it's like with your relationship it can be a lot too because you're trying to have a baby and it's so frustrating and you feel sad and you feel like you know it's also exhausting if you're, you know, trying naturally. Like, it's yeah. just, it's a lot. It's a lot. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, and so how was, <laughs> how was Tyler through all of this? He was very supportive. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think he wanted to go the infertility route. The first place we went for an IUI was through my first doctor. It wasn't my specialist. Mm-hmm. And there were twins and triplets all around the wall. <laughs> pictures oh god he grabs my legs and he goes Danielle we should go (laughs) his biggest fear was having twins or triplets yeah and all they say when you're doing like IUIs is that you know you have a chance of having twins like you know you have and the first time I had five follicles five follicles means that you could basically have five babies like if it were Oh my god. And a lot of times if you have that like that or more, they won't do the IUI. But the place I went did it. So I felt oh. like I was at like some weird like puppy mill. But Oh god. Yeah. <laughs> that would be so terrifying. So terrifying. Like I think I could eventually wrap my head around twins, but yes. even like Me too. that's it. Me too. That's it. Yes. There's, there's no world nope. where I could carry more than nope. two babies. Nope. And we're so little, I don't know where they would go. I know. I mean, it's just I, I can't even... We would be wider than we are tall. If that totally. It would be really totally. bad. Totally. That's very scary. Um, but yeah. But it's... that's great. Mm-hmm. So how did you... When did you find out? Like, how did you tell Tyler? I had, like... I loved the way you guys did the gender reveal. It was... I mean, you see the craziest stuff out there these days. I've seen a car. They, like, turned it on and the pink or blue dust came out of the exhaust. Oh, my gosh. It's just... And then the car, oh like, gosh. drove away and fell into a lake. What? <laughs> Literally, I... Yes. That doesn't sound like a cute story. It's like, oh, this is how we find out a, ki- a kid's gender? Like, what? I know. Aren't you supposed to be I sweet? Know. I mean, I once saw one, you know, what? the balloons. They pop the balloons in a lot of them. Yeah, I see that. Uh, the balloon, like, flew away, and they couldn't, they didn't pop it. Oh, my God. <laughs> what? I know. It's just crazy. But the way you guys did it here at home alone with the cupcakes, it was so cute. Yeah. Um, but how did you tell Tyler that you were pregnant? So... I was really crazy, and anyone who's going through this will understand, and this was a good, I'm glad this is being brought up. When you're trying, you can do ovulation strips, and then you also have your pregnancy strips. Mm -hmm. So the pregnancy strips I had, um, do not go buy them at CVS. Don't go buy the expensive, you know, first response, because those are very expensive, and you'll spend a lot of money. Mm -hmm. Um, 
buy the paper strips on Amazon. Okay. You'll get like twenty for eleven dollars versus two for twenty dollars at the oh, store. Oh wow! Yes, and they actually work better half the time than the first okay. response. So or and yes, so I'm saying get both, but don't waste your money in the beginning with like the expensive ones. Okay. Um. So I was always testing. Yeah. Like. Like every time you pee, two or three three times a day. Yeah, like upstairs, my bathroom had like strips everywhere. It was ridiculous. Um, I kind of got a little crazy. You start holding it up to light. You start like switching the direction. I think I see something. There's nothing there. Um, (laughs) So wrong. Yeah, I'm like seeing things, going crazy. Um, So basically, uh, a little line started popping up on. I want to say it was like two weeks. No, I want to say it was like less than that. It was before my missed period where my period would come. And so um, basically a little line started showing up and then I took it again that night and it was like still the same color, but then the next day it got darker, next day darker, darker, darker. So you could like see it get darker. Mm-hmm. So then I called my, um, but then I told, I showed Tyler like of, uh, with the first one yeah. that was yeah. semi there. I showed him and he's like, I don't really see it. And he's like, <laughs> like I do. And I'm like, I it's, do there. It. it's there. It's there. And now we're doing it with my bump. He's like, I don't see anything. I'm like, trust me, this isn't normal. <laughs> That's um, so funny. Uh, but we know, you know. Yeah. Um, we know before them. But uh, yes, so I showed him and then a day later he was like, oh yeah, I see it. He's like, whoa. It's amazing. Whoa, whoa. And then the so gender insane. reveal, I didn't want to just like have, they could have told me on the phone. But right. I was like, no, I'm going to Susie Cakes, getting cupcakes. They, the bakers knew before me. They knew what the I've gender was. I've done that was. for someone else. Oh, like, you I knew the gender before a friend I called That's the bakery. That's really yeah. cute. Yeah. That's so cute. <laughs> I love doing that. Um, so now you're pregnant. Now I'm pregnant. How are you feeling? I feel so good. Uh, was very nauseous first trimester. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't throw up. I was... Oh, good. Yeah. Like, I just had some weird cravings. Um, I... Craved French toast one Saturday morning, so we had to go get it. Tyler um, is an amazing cook, but one night he was making tomato soup, and I was like, it's not going to happen. I was like, I'm not eating that. So we had to drive down to the market, and I ate chicken tenders, ginger ale, and a sugar cookie for dinner. (laughs) And that was it. I mean, really, it wasn't like, you know, I, I had some like weird pulling and things, but I felt really good. I was tired. We had friends in town one weekend, and I like... Took naps both days they were here, which I felt so bad. But, you know, you get tired. Um, yeah. But now it's second trimester. You just feel – I mean, I barely have a bump. I have so much energy. Mm. I'm still teaching. I teach my yoga booty ballet class once a week. Nice. I go on hike once a week. And then I teach yoga. And I just feel like – I don't know if that's helping or I'm just super lucky. And then I don't know. I've heard too. If you're active, like before you're pregnant, it's easier to bring that into your pregnancy too. I mean, everyone's different. Everyone's different. I've also heard people that are like yoga instructors, and they feel so like tight and like they just don't feel the same, you know, Mm -hmm. even in their second trimester and so or third trimester. And so I just feel so lucky. Like I just like I don't know. I mean, I keep knocking on wood because I'm like waiting for something, but I'm like yeah. 14 weeks. I I know that this the belly is gonna take over at one point, and that'll be uncomfortable. But it's yeah, it's really settled in now. Good. It's like for a while, it was just like 
surreal surreal and now it's like oh i don't feel that pregnant but mm-hmm. there's something inside of That's me so and of, of course no wine little alien no little alien he does look like a little alien <laughs> like, this is him. oh my god the baby so cute little alien oh um so yeah he's uh yeah and it's a boy yep so a boy and then yeah it's really crazy it's so <laughs> weird to think that there's like something Something there. <laughs> and then we go to our ultrasounds every three weeks and you can check on him and you see him moving, you see his finger. Oh my god. It's just like the craziest thing. Craziest craziest experience. Oh my god, yeah. The best. Um, so you obviously, you know, you have your wellness routines and everything. Um, how do you envision those kind of carrying you through your pregnancy and then into motherhood? Because that's gonna obviously your schedule is gonna change and things like that. So yeah, it's I I you know I'm kind of at the point right now where I just started my second trimester where I'm starting to think about these things. Yeah, and it's like so long I was just worrying about getting pregnant. Right. And then the first trimester you're so worried about keeping the baby. Like, yeah. I just you know I, I know people that have had miscarriages and um, how did you manage that? Stress? It's very stressful. Yeah. It's really like even people at work were like I could tell you were pregnant. You were really like stressed out like I was just like your hormones and I was like it's just because I was worried of like you know I don't want to, I'm so happy about something I don't want to lose it you yeah, know yeah, yeah um and because I kind of had a hard time getting pregnant I didn't know if that would like mean that I would have a hard time keeping it I know that it doesn't really mean anything like that doesn't correlate but also uh, something yeah. would be nice to be more clear on yeah exactly <laughs> exactly <laughs> but yeah, so I, totally I mean that. and uh actually like Khloe Kardashian did this too but you can take um progesterone for the first I think up until 10 to 12 weeks you take progesterone, which actually, I don't know if it's actually been scientifically proven to help um, with miscarrying. So they, it kind of like prevents miscarriage, but mm. the, the, a lot of doctors are making you do that now. Not making you, but giving you the option. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, um, it's not a pill you take. You have to, <laughs> it's a suppository. It's pretty crazy. Oh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's a whole other world. Like it's just, but you do what you got to do. And yeah, it's just totally. like, it's. But um, I know Khloe Kardashian did it. I know, like, a lot of people do this now, doctors. Yeah. Many doctors. That's good to know, though, as an option. Yeah. So um, that's uh, that. What was the question? Sorry. In terms of, like, your wellness routine. Yes, and wellness. Things like that. I think that I'm kind of preparing for this next step. I, as I said, I own a business. Mm-hmm. And I work a lot. Mm-hmm. I work... I like eight to eight most days because mm-hmm. I teach after. So I'll probably be teaching less. I think I'm going to go to work earlier and teach, not teach as much and just come home earlier. So when I can have the baby, I can be here with the baby. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to take time off when the baby's here. Mm-hmm. But I'm not really sure. I know my life is about to change so much. I might not be able to go to yoga. I might not be able to, um, you know, take I mean, I'll be able to take a moment to meditate or whatever, but like eat, eat, eating healthy, like I, I'm going to want my baby to eat healthy too. Mm-hmm. Like I just think my priorities are about to shift so much. And if yeah. that means that like my wellness, you know, goes down a little, I mean, I just think that this is my priorities are about to change and I have totally. no idea what that even yeah. means. Yeah. Like I don't, I think of my life like. But it's important for me to, like, go get my nails done or, mm-hmm. like, go get a massage. And Tyler's so helpful that, like, I know that he's going to let me, like, go have those moments. But right. I think figuring out what it is that makes me feel well and, like, calm and being able to balance it all 
like if I need to go to the now massage and get a massage or a Thai massage or especially once you're not pregnant anymore and you can lay on your belly again <laughs> but I'm so excited like I, I don't even you don't even have it. a belly yet. I don't even have a belly yet but, but my doctor's making me side sleep and like I have a oh pillow. like to get used to it or yes. just because it's better well, now you're not or? supposed to sleep in your back at all I mean you're not supposed to be on your back at all so even in yoga I'm like sitting up when I'm teaching because um you can actually cut off blood supply but is that once, like, you have a big, heavy belly or right now? It could, they should tell me now. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, that's good to know. Yeah. Because um, your uterus is, like, double the size and your, my baby is about the size of, like, a plum right now or something. But it, yeah, she told me to start. She okay. started me, like, two weeks ago. So yeah. you'll, like, wake up and you're on your back. You're like, no, 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 no. Yeah. So I had, like, pillows propping me up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the whole thing. So. You got to get that body pillow. I did. But okay. I returned it because oh. it was so uncomfortable. Okay. <laughs> because if I had it, then like this. Because the, oh, the thing is that's this. true. So like, is that the the U one? Did you get the U one? Yeah, Madison, my friend, has it. She just loves sleeping. She's not pregnant, but she just loves. Sleeping oh. With it. <laughs> well, good for her. Okay. She, if she I do. does get if she does get pregnant, she's gonna, she already she's has happy. it. Yeah, she's good. She's good. I returned mine right away. Oh my like, god, no that's so funny. Change his own. I don't know. Yeah, and have you started thinking about like a birth plan or anything like that? Yeah, so I just bought all these books. Um, well, these were the other books, though, that mm-hmm. this was um, one book. So this was No Period, Now What? This was when I wasn't getting my period. Mm-hmm. And then Taking Charge of Your Fertility was another book that I was reading. But that was for um, when I was trying to get pregnant. Right. And then books I just ordered. I need to find the name because I feel like it'll be so helpful because I've read that. I've heard they are, like, some of the best books. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm going to find it right now for you guys. Yes. Okay. So, did you get it? Wow, we're still there. Okay. (laughs) Ina May Gaskin's book. So, Guide to Childbirth and Spiritual Midwifery. Midwifery. Uh Mm -hmm. Um, So, these are the two books that my friend recommended who's about to give, um, about to go through this labor, (laughs) go through labor. Um, She's about to give birth in two weeks. And it's, I'm, I'm, I'm petrified. I'm so petrified. I have dreams. I uh, have dreams that they can't get the baby out, that that the baby is stuck, that there's like multiple people trying to get the baby out. Um, petrified. Yeah. Petrified, petrified. I did have a procedure um, when we were testing everything before I got pregnant. We did something called not maybe HSG. I remember it sounded like HCG where you check your fallopian tubes. Mm-hmm. Oh, they put in the dye? Yeah. Yeah. You've heard of that? I heard of it because... I saw a fertility doctor just to test my fertility after going off birth control. Yeah. And he told me about that. He said if you're – he did an ultrasound and everything, and he was like, if it comes back irregular, and then once you're trying to get pregnant, we will do that if you want, but it's kind of uncomfortable, he said. Is that an understatement? <laughs> Your face says it all. It's like, no. I'm going to cry just thinking about it. Okay. I'm really not that big of a baby. Yeah. Like, even my husband, Tyler, will tell you I'm not that big of a baby. I just – it was really painful. It was quick. Yeah. Okay. Um, but you literally go into the sterile room. They put this dye up there, and it's you have like a, some random doctor doing. And it. it's to make sure the egg can go through the fallopian tubes. Making sure that your fallopian tubes are open. Open, yeah. And uh, just think about dye going through these like little crevices, like these little. Can you feel it? It feels like not period cramps, but like just like pushing down there like yeah. times a thousand you just like 
And and you read online, like some people are like, it doesn't hurt at all. And then you read and then some people are like, oh, it really hurts. Yeah. So I was like, oh, maybe it won't hurt, maybe it won't be so bad. And it was really bad. And actually the nurse in there was like, oh, maybe you should do a C-section. Because I was like in so much pain. I was like, ow, 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 I was in so much pain. Oh, God. Yeah, it was a little traumatizing. So now I'm like, that's how my labor is going to be. And I mean, labor versus this. And that was like five minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe you'll be lucky and you'll just like be like Tanya Taylor, Tiana Taylor, who like felt the head in between her legs. <laughs> it's like, oh, I guess I'm giving birth. I'm praying for that. That is my dream scenario. Or back to the Kardashians. I don't know if you watched Khloe Kardashian's birth, which you no, should. No, I didn't. I'm not saying everyone should watch the Kardashians. And I seem like the biggest Kardashian fan right now, which I'm really not. But she, I was like two weeks ago, she just like put her chin to her chest. She was in full hair and makeup. Yeah, yeah. And made it <laughs> I did see that, so but... easy. Yeah. And I was like, no. They edit that. <laughs> they edit that. Yeah. yeah. No, but yeah, and like Seth Meyers, I don't know if you heard on his show, his wife gave birth. I think it was like a year or two ago, but it was, both of them were very fast. But the first one was in the Uber, his first baby. What? Literally gave birth in the Uber on the way to the hospital. That's how fast it was. Oh my gosh. And then the second one, she just, she made it to the lobby of their building. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I know. It's like, who are these lucky women who get to just like... Well, you know what? I need to hear and read and just like, yes, all more stories like that. Like, put that because... on your vision board, literally. Like, your doorstep. Like, your front doorstep and a baby. baby. coming out. Yeah. How, how am I going to find images of that? It's like so funny. Draw it. Oh my it. god. They're like, what's that? Don't worry about it. When I do my workshop this, yeah, this don't I'm worry doing it next month, I'll be like, guys, just don't look at this. <laughs> Oh my god! Quick delivery. Big letters. That'd be perfect, though. That's Um, so funny. So yeah, the the birth definitely I think seemed like the scariest part about it. Yeah, but supposedly those books that I just told you, there's like many, many, many stories and like things that people go through and what they feel. So I think that's gonna. I haven't got them yet. I've also heard like certain foods help with the birth too. I like randomly read somewhere. I don't know if this is true, but eating dates. Like your last few weeks of pregnancy supposed to like help open up your cervix and like Love help it. with the just like the baby just sliding on out. Slide. <laughs> Slip and slide. Yeah. <laughs> please. I am so petrified. I know. I feel like my hips are just like a little I don't know. <laughs> it's gonna be so hard. I'm so petrified. But I've also heard baby at the end of it. Exactly. And that's another thing is like you are probably so done by the end Mm -hmm. of you know, you're just like, get this thing out of me. Mm -hmm. You're just like, come on, let's go. So you're like, whatever it takes, I don't care how much pain it is, just let's baby come on. Yeah. I was um talking to someone too and she was like with my it was actually the podcast I recorded right before this. <laughs> um, and she, she did two drug-free births with her babies um, who are 10 and 8 now. Okay. And she used the Bradley method, which is really interesting to learn about. It's husband-led. I don't know if you've heard of it. I, tell me. The husbands are just, like, much more involved in the classes, so they know yes. how to be your birth partner. She also had a doula. Love it. And she said doulas were amazing because the she, she it's usually a woman, knows – when you're ready to go to the hospital, right? So she's here with you, and she said, Lena had said, like, I, I was ready to go at 3 p.m. in the afternoon. We didn't even go until 3 a.m. Like, the oh, doula knew that, yes. like, she was just not ready. Yes. And she was still only four centimeters dilated when she got to the hospital. Wow. So it was a long labor, but she did it drug-free, and she managed, and she wanted to do the second one, but she said the difference with the second one 
was that the first one I was really resistant to the pain. Where the first one, I, the second one, I just like leaned into it. Wow. Like her ba- her nanny was there with her two year old at the time, and she's like, I can't even tell you that you're giving birth, and she was just like, I'm sitting there like zened out, just like leaning into this pain right now like it's just like I'm letting it happen I wonder if it was a more enjoyable experience because of that I think she said the second one was yeah yeah well she also had gone through it before and it's a little easier I've heard your second but well just I think knowing what to expect obviously always helps right yeah peace of mind a little bit but everything will be okay that's awesome I mean that's the thing there's so much for me to I mean I think we might look into having a doula yeah um I do love my doctor. She's super helpful. She's super, like, you know, Good. she really can communicate with me well. Um, also, my sister's an OBGYN. Right. So if so she can that fly advantage. out, that is great. My sister didn't have doulas or yeah. anything. She, she, I was there for uh, my niece's first, and um, I'm sorry, my first niece's um, mm-hmm. delivery. So that was my experience. But... Uh, <laughs> I have seen it. Yeah. So it. Uh, but yeah, I, I think that I will probably get um, either a doula or have Tyler be more involved. Like you yeah, were just saying. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, she said the Bradley method's like, yeah, it's beyond method. just the husband leading it or being yeah. your advocate. Um, but it's also, they're pretty adamant about what foods you're eating. And like, oh, okay. she, the funny thing she said too, I'm like saying everything you'll hear in the other podcast. I was oh, so excited. <laughs> I'm so excited. But she was like, you can't sit on the couch when you're pregnant. Because your uterus, like, your hips have to get ready to, like, open. And sitting on the couch is, like, too comfortable. So she said when you watch TV, you have to squat. And Lena did. Like, the first time, she's like, I was so... Because she said something like you, like, where you were more focused on getting pregnant. And now you're just now focusing on what's going to happen after. Mm -hmm. Where for her, she was so focused on the birth that she was just like, I'm going to do everything I can to make sure that I don't have to have any, like, medical inner, like... To help. To any yeah. help. Yeah, like that. So she was so dedicated. She's like, wow. so once the baby came, I was like, okay, now what? <laughs> wow. That's so, awesome. you know, it's... everyone goes out about it in a different way. Well, but... yeah, and I think as I get a little bit further along also is I think I'm going to start focusing on that more yeah, too. Yeah, totally. Like what can help? Um, right now I want an epidural. I just want, yeah. I just want this to be as pain-free, I think, as possible for yeah. me, to be honest. Um, you know, as, as much as I'm in the wellness world, it's, it's quite funny because I yeah. did all this, took all these medicines and like pills and, you know, I know, but you absolutely should do it the way that would make you the, like make it the most enjoyable. Right. Cause it's already yeah. such an interesting, I don't want to say like terrible or uncomfortable, but it is, it's like intense. Yeah. It's intense. It's intense. And, and it's, I think it's also cool for whoever's listening is like, yes, I'm very much like immersed in the wellness world and I always want to do things as natural as possible, but it's. Also, um, there's something to say about medicine and, and mm-hmm. all of this as well. Like, I, I think I kind of totally. would like to find a balance and, uh-huh. and there's yeah. nothing wrong with that. Like as much as I'd be like, Oh, I want to do, I mean, you have to, have you, I'm sure you watched the business of being born. I haven't. I need to. I know. I you have really to watch that to. like on your plane today. I will. It is, um, <laughs> you'll, after watching that, you're going to be like, I want it at home water birth. Yeah, and that's what yeah. urged her to do the Bradley Method. Okay, was that movie? She saw it in theaters. So this was like ten years yep. ago, eleven years ago. Yep. But yes, um, that's why I've heard the Bradley Method before. Yes. Oh, you have. Okay. Yes. yes. That's so why. yes. So yeah, it's intense. It's intense. So it's uh, but yeah, after seeing that, you're gonna be like, I want a water birth. But I really, 
I don't know. I think it's you gotta. Do I have a lot work. of research to to do. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like it'll be really cool to talk to me again in a few months and see like <laughs> see where you're at, see where I'm at, and we'll have a whole new uh, yeah. knowledge for you. Um, your baby is going to be the most handy little dude. Yes, he Tyler is. Yes, fixes cars. He builds That's you two everything. Of them. Just, didn't he build the stable? Like I feel like Probably. he's built everything. <laughs> It's, it's, it is, I mean, it's going to be cool for Tyler. Is, yeah, is he so helper. excited? Yeah. I mean, Tyler's dad taught him everything. Okay. So, oh, my God. So this kid's going to be able to make sweet. another woman happy or mommy happy for, for a while. And then, yeah, it's moms and sons have such cute relationships that yes. I'm, like, super excited It's going to be, too. he's going to be the cutest little guy. I'm excited. So <laughs> it's such a crazy uh, life change, uh, but I'm I'm beyond excited. Good. I'm so excited Mouse. for you. <laughs> um, so then just I have a final three round three questions that I ask everybody. Love it. So the first one is what mantra or words do you live by or like to live by? Um I'm just coming up with this right now. So. I know. I'm sorry. I realized um, no, I didn't send no, to you. No, no, it's totally fine. I like this because it's actually more honest when I'm, I, I mean, I think like kind of that I'm so involved with intention setting and yeah. vision words is that you can make anything happen. Mm-hmm. Like anything that you want in life, you can create. Yeah, I love that. Um, another one in life is just kind of working smarter, not harder for mm-hmm. me because I'm all about like wellness and feeling good. So I've been learning to say no to a lot more things and, um, not pushing myself as much, especially right now since I'm pregnant. Mm-hmm. And, um, while I was trying to get pregnant, that was really important for me too, to not be stressed. Mm-hmm. And I do think acupuncture did help with that hundred percent. Um, good. Yeah. Nice. I love that. Just two. Um, and then, you know, we, it takes a village to raise kids, obviously, and you have your community of friends and everything. What do you most value in that community that you're excited to bring your baby into? I think, um, it's kind of funny. All of my friends that have babies, mm-hmm. um, we don't have many like friends that have babies, but the ones that do all have boys. Oh, so it's very interesting and, um, great people to ask their advice. Yeah. It's like, you know, as I said, my my sister has two girls. It was just me and my sister Mm -hmm. growing up. So it's all been girls. So a boy is different. Um, so I have all of these women to kind of go to and, um, learn about being a boy mom and and be able to hang out with them. And hopefully all of our, you know, little guys can be friends and, um, that'll be so nice. It will be nice. It's almost like it's meant to be like we all have boys. It's so weird, but it's, uh, I'm excited. My, my dad's really excited too. He's Mm -hmm. never, he's been wanting a boy since he was, (laughs) since my sister was born 35 years ago. So I went to work the other day. Yeah. I went to work the other day. He had, Blue balloons, not for Aww. me, for him. They, someone brought them to him. Oh my and god! <laughs> grandpa blue ribbon. Oh my god! And uh, bl- like blue little candies and all this stuff that's saying it's a boy and da 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 da. So cute. He's, so he's excited. beyond excited. That's he's excited to have a little a little boy dude that he can teach. I don't know, probably nice. naughty things. I don't know <laughs> <laughs> things I don't want my kid to know. Yeah. Know. <laughs> um, and then, what do you? What um, qualities do you most admire that you're looking forward to instilling in this little guy? I think that um, one. I think it's gonna change me a lot. So I think mm-hmm. it's gonna instill a lot of new traits in in me, or at least to be. Um, mm-hmm more maternal. I'm very maternal. I'm a very maternal person, but I think, um, 
I want to just really take care of Tyler and my son and my dogs. Like, mm-hmm. it's, like, super important to me to just be, like, a great mom. Mm-hmm. Um, but to instill in my kid, um, I want him to be patient and kind and um, treat women well. And mm-hmm. um, I think it's, I mean, obviously it's a crazy time in the world and we've gone through a lot of, you know, things with men recently <laughs> where <laughs> where I think that it's a great opportunity to raise a really nice man yeah and, and teach him good things and be a little bit more emotional and be okay to be emotional yeah um you know Tyler has a lot of I don't know it's not like feminine traits but kind of like just being a little bit softer and you don't have yeah. to always be so like hard and tough and just kind of bringing that a lot a let, letting him be like emotional if he wants to be too. that's really nice yeah I like that yeah you can yeah, cry you can cry I'll cry with you Much, Thank Danielle. you for this having me. This is my like favorite topic. I know, so. mine too. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. I was so glad. That's why I would like you would ask me two days ago, and I would be like, "No, you should be like, no, I'm going to work." I was like, "No, I'm not going to office today. I'm doing this." <laughs> Thank like, you so no, much. No, it's my pleasure. Um, and I'll include in the podcast notes, but let everyone know where they can find you. Yes, 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 yes. So um, I've shared like my whole journey on Instagram, and been mm-hmm. very open about it, and my blog. Um, Instagram is at Danielle Cuccio. D-A-N-I-E-L-L-E-C-U-C-C-I-O. Um, and then my blog is thebeautyblender.com, and I've shared lots on there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my brand um, is Cuccio Somatology, and um, that's my that's my baby right now mm-hmm. before my son. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Of course. <laughs>